All right, guys and gals, welcome back to another week of the Football Lab Podcast. As usual, I am your host, Corey. Joined as always by Jared. Frank is, again, not here, so we are in charge. Um, week eight in the books. Not quite as chaotic as some previous weeks, but still pretty fun. Okay, still had plenty of chaos. Um, but yeah, Frank is letting the inmates run this prison. It's going to get wild, just like college football. Right, so if you have any complaints, please direct all of them at Frank. Um, so five more week ranked teams go down in week eight. All of them were ranked versus unranked matchups because there, there were no ranked versus ranked matchups last week. Um, so that puts us at 52 for the year and 30 of those being to unranked teams. Um, Penn State, Purdue, NC State, Coastal Carolina, Oklahoma State, all lose to unranked teams. Uh, Oklahoma, Cincy, Oregon, and San Diego State all barely won. Um, so had the potential for nine. We ended up with five. I'll take it. Um, the headline of the week, obviously, Illinois in a nine-overtime classic game beats uh, Penn State. That I, – I'll be honest with you. I did not see that coming at all. With Sean Clifford coming back, I was like, okay, they're fixing the drum, Illinois. Or lose to them in nine overtimes, you know. Or lose them in nine overtimes. I mean, so far, Illinois' two, I think, conference wins are against Penn State and Nebraska. Uh, yeah. The first yeah. became a week zero, which feels like three years ago at this point. It has been a minute. It has been a minute. But, yeah, it is. I, I uh, Penn State, I mean, and Purdue loses right after beating Iowa. Which is it's, the most, like, Purdue thing in the world. Yeah, because wasn't it, was it two years ago? They beat number one or number two Ohio State and then proceeded to lose immediately. The next week, yeah. <laughs> and they blew out Ohio State in the game. It went close. Yeah. Um, that may yeah. have been 2018, but either way, hilarious Purdue. Purdue knows how to knock off a top 10 team. Purdue is really good. Well, not really good. Purdue will get ranked once in every blue moon, and then I feel like it's Purdue tradition to lose the next game. They don't feel comfortable being ranked, so they just Uh, throw it. NC State, I did not anticipate them losing, but here they are. And then Coastal, I'm not really surprised. I mean, they looked really good, but I was just kind of waiting for Well, I mean, they played App State, which, you know, Coastal, App State – yeah, I feel like and, I have, I have and a lot ULL, better. Those are yeah. your outside of Cincy and I guess BYU. Those are like your three big group of five teams. Yeah, the only one that I was really disappointed to see was Oklahoma State, which that was actually a pretty good game. But I, I guess you could just argue that the injuries finally caught up to him. Dude, in the most Mike Gundy move of all time, he gets a contract extension and then loses the next game. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he, he did, uh, one question though: Did Manny Diaz save his job beating NC State? Uh, I don't see how. I mean, the program's been so down for so long. I don't understand how he needed the right quarterback, man. He needed to get rid of dead deadbeat Deer King. I know, but I mean, do you really believe that Manny Diaz is going to right that ship? He's been no. there for what five years, six years? Uh, I don't think it's been that long. I think it's like three or four. Uh, no, you're right. It, it's four. Hey, he was undefeated at Temple. <sighs> well, yeah, but still, like, again, how do you do less with more? Well, you realize he never actually coached a game at Temple, right? No, I don't. He took the Temple job, and then a month later, Mark Rick, or not even a month, I think it was a couple of weeks, Mark Rick retired for health reasons, and he left Temple without ever coaching a game. I don't even know if he ever actually moved to his office. Oh, wow. Can you believe so- he didn't know that? 
I didn't. I just don't remember it. Because to be honest with you, when Mark Rick retired, I feel like I was halfway into the following season before I was like, oh, oh shit, Mark Rick's not in Miami anymore. Yeah, that Which explains, I, that explains I all your ACC takes. Uh, I mean, I feel like I was just as accurate as everyone else. Hey, dude, it's pitch here. Yeah. <laughs> it actually might be. It might be. All right, speaking of uh, other coaches that have gotten fired, uh, news came out today. Matt Wells has been fired from Texas Tech. Uh, for one, I understand they had a huge collapse in their game on Saturday. I didn't see it. I actually didn't even look at the score, but apparently they just flat out blew the game. Uh, from what I read, too, I think the getting 70 dropped on them by Texas. Uh, Definitely didn't help. I think that put the wheels in motion because Texas Tech has really just been. Yeah. They so haven't they were... been good since um, Coach uh, Mike Leach left, and they have been really bad the entire time Wells has been there. Yeah. So they were up 24 to 10 at half and then got blanked in the second half and lost 25 to 24. Ooh. Yeah, it's Ooh. pretty rough. Um, and it looks like it was all field goals because it was nine points in the third quarter, then six points in the fourth quarter. Good Lord. Or maybe they went for two in the fourth quarter and didn't get it. Yeah, that's possible. That, that would make more sense. Um, so, yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw this on Reddit today. Uh, there was a guy who literally made a post uh, asking if Texas Tech should fire Matt Wells like three hours before it actually happened. Oh, really? No, I did not see that. Yeah, so whenever you get a chance to check it out, he made a post like, Detailing why they should fire Matt Wells, and then literally three hours later it happened. So maybe it was the AD's burner account. Maybe he was just trolling Reddit. And just, <laughs> I, was you know. fixing, I was fixing to say, do you think the AD just wanted to like get that out? He's wanted. To, he, I mean, he wanted the sounding board, and R slash CFB is probably the best place to get one. I mean, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. In <laughs> uh, other coaching news, um, I don't know if you saw this or not. Uh, I did and, not see this. I, I heard it was a rumor, and I wasn't sure it was true, but an actual like. Uh, actual news site actually reported it, so I guess it is true. Uh, James Franklin has fired his current agent, or his former agent, and hired Jimmy Sexton. For anyone who doesn't know who Jimmy Sexton is, he re- represents like 12 out of the 14 SEC head coaches. Yeah. Uh, also, with that, I mean, this isn't really news so much as in the rumor mill that crazy stuff is going on behind the scenes at Penn State. Do you think that has anything to do with it? Well, so from what I understand, he, it's been a very rough internal battle for him to get like facility upgrades okay. because uh, Joe Pa's son is on the board of supervisors and just like shoots down everything that James Franklin's trying to do. I've heard that they've smoothed that over, and James Franklin is on their side. They're expecting him to come back. Oh, really? um, I think him losing this weekend, I think, eliminates him from the LSU job. Um, I think the USC job, he could probably still get. Um, but from what I'm hearing about the LSU job, I don't. James Franklin is a candidate, but he's not top list. Well, I mean, even before this weekend happened, his odds went from like odds on favorite to like damn near bottom of the list in one day. Right. I mean, the like we'll, get to, this, was like we'll get to it later in the show, but the rumors are that Sky Woodward is swinging for the fences. Well, yeah, and you sent me some various tweets and things like that all day long. So yeah, we'll, we'll jump into it, but yeah, it certainly seems like your AD is, he's going Hollywood. I mean, he, he is, he's going for it. So, uh, I'm, I I guess I'm kind of excited about it. Um, okay. So this is something I saw in AP poll. Uh, Bama has jumped OU in the AP poll. Bama is now three and OU is four. I've got a good feeling. I know your opinion on it, but do you think it's warranted? 
Um, I, I know you think that you, you think you know what I'm going to say here. I, I've been going back and forth on it all day just for this, the, the part of the AP poll. Um, I think, hold on one second. Crew, get out of there. Son of a bitch, dog. All right, I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> At least it's not my dog's barking this time. Yeah, it's my dog trying to chew up everything in this room. Um, I think Bama is better than OU. And if that's the way we're going to rank the poll, then that's fine. They can be three. OU can be four. But if we're going that route, I, I, there's a few other teams I think should be ahead of Oklahoma, and Oklahoma shouldn't be a top four team. So but if I you're think- going with what you've put on the field, Oh, Oklahoma just keeps winning, and they haven't right. lost a game, and Bama has to a bad. Well, Texas A and M has suddenly looked. Well, Texas A and M's like top ten now, aren't they? Yeah. Um, which I think they're overrated, by the way. Not a yeah, surprise there. I, I, I think I they think I'm gonna put it on them. Yeah, I, I think that defense is pretty good, but I think their uh, their front seven is really good. I don't <sighs> think their secondary is that good. I don't think their secondary is that good. And their quarterback situation, situation, I mean, it's evolving. Obviously, it's a young guy getting experience, but he's still not very good, uh, very inexperienced. I, going back to the original question, I don't think Bama should have jumped OU. At the same time, I don't think OU deserves to be a playoff team right now with the product they're putting on the field, even though they're undefeated. Well, the Big so 12. I, well, I am the, so conflicted with it. It makes no sense. The Big 12 going to sort itself out. Um, I have another point about that later as well. But my, okay, so my kind of argument about this is okay, well, if you're saying, well, Alabama has looked like the significantly better team because they've been blowing everybody out, then what about Ohio State? They've been blowing everybody out too. Their only loss is to a top 10 Oregon team, as opposed to what's now a top 10 Texas A&M team, but they got two losses. They lost to Arkansas and Mississippi State. Yeah, Spoiler alert, Mississippi State's not good. They lost to LSU. Yeah, I, man. I, uh, and that's the thing, the transitive property. Because, I mean, Ohio State lost at home against Oregon, who turned around and lost to completely unranked and horrible Stanford. And it, Your it surprise was, team of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just nothing. I mean, and that's why this whole season is chaos. Nothing makes sense. I mean, I think what I know in my heart of hearts, despite my fandom and loyalty, Georgia's number one, and I don't know after that. (laughs) I mean, Cincy, Oklahoma, um, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. I just feel like they could all, like it's interchangeable. I think there's like a handful of teams that could fit into that second and third and fourth position. Um, and, and then you could get into breaking down who's better than who really. Right. I mean, obviously, Ohio State's offense looks amazing. Who have they played <laughs> besides Oregon? I mean, who has Bama played? Who has Bama played? Um, I mean, yeah, Bama gets the benefit of the SEC, but this is – I mean, I mean I'm completely, realistic. It's a down year for the SEC. I'm completely convinced that the difference between uh, Bama and Ohio State is not that much. I think they're almost the exact same team. Yeah, great offense. Uh, I think the defense is a little bit worse at Ohio State, but it's not by much. I don't know, man. Tennessee, I I heard it said today that if Tennessee had a good (laughs) strength and conditioning coach and they could play all four quarters, that they might have had a better chance at winning that game. I mean, it's not not wrong. No, they got gas, but they also don't have the depth that Bama has. 
Right. And that's one of the keys of why Georgia's so good. I mean, you've got your all-stars playing 30 snaps a game. And yeah. the same thing's been going on at Bama for a decade now. And LSU is familiar with this. I mean, Teams that recruit in the top five know how to do this. Well, you've got at Bama and Georgia, you've got five stars playing special teams. At Tennessee, you got walk-ons playing special teams. And that's, that's, that's just, also I mean, true. That's just where we're at right now. But, but yeah, but also, like I said, I mean, like Jordan Davis for us, 30 snaps and he's done. He is, right. He's getting peppered in there. But that there's only a few guys who play the whole game. In Tennessee, every guy that's out there on snap one is out there on the last snap of the game. And against Bama, I mean, that's just a – you're just holding back this wave, and eventually you're going to cave. Right. But Tennessee is definitely better than I thought they would be. But, again, to the whole point of it, I have no idea who is two through ten. There's a whole mess of teams. Put them anywhere. doesn't matter. I guess my point of it is, if you're gonna if you're gonna put Bam over you simply because they've been playing better, then why then why is Ohio State behind them? I agreed. I it's absolutely it. agree with that point. Like, if Bama's three, then Ohio State should be four because OU has looked like doo doo. Oh, did, I don't know if you saw this or not yet, uh, or saw this, but uh, Coastal Carolina, I believe, the reason that they're as highly ranked as they are right now is because someone obviously didn't watch their game and ranked them at like number ten. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, there was a sports writer. I think he's in Austin. <laughs> that I get, he submitted his ranking and didn't realize that they lost. So he had him at like 10. So they're <laughs> like 17 when they should be like 20 something. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm in. Yep. That's, that's the AP poll for you. Uh, all right. So let's talk about the new overtime. Uh, I think, I mean, this was the first, like, major game where it really kind of showed the new overtime rules. Um, so I'll, I'll let you start. Uh, yeah, I um, I hate it. <laughs> Just flat out. And, and it's fine. I, I mean, I think me and you, it'll be good for the conversation because we're on each side of this. I hate it because I think about and I know you hate this game being brought up, but the Texas A&M LSU game that went to eight overtimes and other games like that. I mean, those are legendary, but those games take the life out of a team because they're so long, and I get it. I mean, those are brutal. I mean, I think, what was that LSU game? Was that a 330 game that no, started? No, 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 It was a night game, but it, it, went to like, it went to like midnight. Yeah, well, I know that I was sitting in a bar that shut down. Yeah. With the game still going on, I got home and it was still going on. Yeah. And I had like a 30 minute it was, drive. It was not a 2.30. CBS broadcasts don't go that long. Well, I couldn't remember because it's been a, a little while. It's been a couple years. Yeah. But I, I just feel like the going for two point conversions, I just feel like there was a lot of steps skipped. Like, why not have it to where you have to go for two points and there's no field goals? Like, take those two things out. You start at the same position. You, you're the 25 going in, and you have to score. You have to go for two. There's no field goals at any point, so you have to go for it on fourth down if you haven't scored. Like, I'm fine with that. Why did we jump from that to just two-point conversions right off the rip? Uh, so, I'm on the opposite side. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the main reason I love it. Every, I'm, willing, I'm willing to have my mind changed on this. So every rule in college football and pro football these days is to the benefit of the offense. This is the one change that they have made that benefits the defense. That is a 
very solid argument. I mean, immediately. Think about, think about Georgia versus Bama in the national championship. Oh, if yeah. It's, if it's this system and y'all sack two on the first play and then y'all kick it, I mean, y'all score, that's it, game over. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And I, I think. And, it, and is that how it, it works? You have one attempt? You have one attempt. You have one. After, so the first two overtimes are standard overtimes, just like the way they used to be. Then once you get to the third overtime, you have to go for you have one shot to score. Oh, so the first two forward. are still you started. First the two are still standard. Yep, you start at the twenty-five. You can kick field goals. Okay. Um, it's yeah. I mean, you don't have to go for two when you score. It's the old. It's the old overtime rules. But once you get to the third overtime, it's just two point plays. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Okay. Well, I'm not totally against that. I, I still feel like there. I don't know. It's like penalty kicks in soccer. It is. Which is the, the is. only exciting part of soccer. Well, that's because it's soccer. <laughs> right. Well, I'm saying you you want to spice up a, a 10 to 7 game, nine overtimes with just two point plays. That's how you do it. Yeah. I mean, and is that all the conversion is worth is two points? Or is just it two actually points. A, Okay. Nope, so it is a full blown two, it point, is a conversion. two point conversion. But that's all you need. You could literally just score a point and win yeah. it. But, okay. but yeah, it condenses. Like, I love it. Because, I, I mean, it's, you can't just. Well, I didn't realize this had gone into effect, so I was so confused when I flipped <laughs> well, I back it over to the game. Last year, but there was no game that went past two overtimes. Okay. Well, I, I didn't realize this how it was going to go because I flip over and the game is coming to an end, but it's in the ninth overtime, and I'm like, the three thirty games are just now starting. How is this possible? <laughs> it's in the ninth overtime. The final score is twenty to eighteen. Yeah. So, uh, either way. Uh, that should have been to Penn State's benefit, and they still lost. Yeah, I didn't watch much of the game. I was actually watching the OU game for the most part. Um, well, I was as well. So when I flipped over and it was basically it was over, and that's why I was like, nine overtimes, that's incredible. How did that happen so fast? <laughs> also, why is the score so low? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I, I'm interested to see the new overtime rule and more games going forward. For the first time, like it's really been prevalent. I actually, I mean, I went back and watched some of it. I mean, to me, it's, I mean, it is fun. Well, I'm willing to be converted on it. It's just from the outsider looking in and going back and watching the highlights, I was like, no, this is no. I'll still take this over the NFL overtime rules. Well, that's fair. I'll take just about anything over the NFL's version. That's awful. You want to talk about something that makes no sense as the NFL's overtime? Yeah, I mean, what else is on TV that you cannot have full overtime until somebody wins that dang game? Also, I mean, just do whatever college football is doing because obviously they've got it figured out better than you do. <laughs> For once. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, so moving on. We, uh, welcome to this week's uh, Jared is Happy and Corey is moving on to 2022. Yep, well, it's that time of year again. It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Uh, so... Got to bring that uh, gator gator hate. So I am really looking forward to this week. Florida beat us last year. So we're number one. We have a reason to play. And we also just hate Florida. And I think it's going to be even more evident. Uh, only problem is we went into our bye week before this game and somehow managed to get more injured. <laughs> so we lost Kendall Milton for at least until the Tennessee game, if not the rest of the year. Uh, he should be back for the SEC championship at the latest. Um, looks like, according to Kirby, that we are going to continue to play both QBs. I, at this point, am just trusting the old ball coach because I don't like it. But at the same time, 
I mean, dude's coaching at UGA, and I'm sitting here doing a podcast from my uh, from my office. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with whatever he says. <laughs> um, stat of the week from uh, for UGA via Corey, the stat digger Wilkins. <laughs> Every team in college football has given up at least 100 points this season, except UGA, who has given up 46 points, which is insane. Uh, UGA through seven games, 46 points, a 6.6 points per game, 3.5 yards per attempt, 208.3 yards per game. Seven of those points were a UAB pick six, and 14 more of those points were in garbage time in the UK and South Carolina games, respectively. Either way, even with all those stats in, this defense is incredible. Uh, it's going to end up, I mean, at the current pace, they're certainly going to finish as one of the top defenses of all time in college football history, and I am absolutely here for it, and I'm, I'm glad to see it. So with that, I'm just, you know, I'm happy everyone. It seems to be getting healthier minus these new injuries, but it looks like we are going to have a lot of guys back. So uh, I'm ready for the dogs to go kill some gators. And uh, just, just for one little tiny note on the way out, uh, Braves are in the World Series, first time since 1999. Game one is tomorrow in Houston. Go Bravos, and I hope, I hope we pull it out. I'm, I'm rooting for the Braves. And with that, Corey, I'll turn it over to you. Uh, how much are you looking forward to the fictional debate uh, five years from now when it's who would win 2019 LSU offense, 2021 Georgia? I'm not even going to debate it because I feel like the 2019 LSU offense and the 2020 Alabama offense, it doesn't matter how good a defense you have. We're not talking I, about no – one, no one brought up 2020 Bama. There's no reason to I, include them in this conversation. I just brought 2020 up. 2020 doesn't count. It All right. Either way. <laughs> Either way. Those offenses, as prolific as they were, there's no way that the 2021 defense is going to slow them down enough for it to matter. Even as good as this defense is, those offenses were, I don't know. I mean, the 2019, I mean, you see it in the NFL product. The 2019 LSU team is absolutely insane. So I, I think this Georgia defense is probably one of the greatest defenses to ever play. But if they had to face that LSU or those who shall not be named, <laughs> I just don't think they'd be able to slow them down enough. Georgia would have to have a much more prolific offense to keep up, I guess. I just wanted you to admit that the 2019 LSU team was better. Uh, well, the real debate is going to be between you and Bama for the rest of the time, so I will I will gladly I, just take I, on I, the... I, not, not being an LSU homer, not being you know the hate in Bama or anything, I really do think 10 years from now they're going to look back and talk about the LSU 2019 offense way more than they talk about the Bama 2020 offense. You think so? I mean... You don't... I did feel like not, they're just going to be compared. Joe, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase on Sunday. I, I mean, I did, I did, but I feel like I'm just, I'm just saying. I feel like the comparison that, that's, that's between kind of the those point two of it too, because forever. that's those two are going to be playing together for probably their entire careers. Let's be realistic. Oh yeah, so for sure. Every Sunday, you'll get a reminder of the 2019 LSU team. Whereas you got Mac Jones over here, Devontae Smith over there, and I mean Jalen Hurts, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle getting hurt every other play in Miami. Well, and then two is down there, and two is well, two wasn't even part of the twenty twenty team. I, I know, but two is two is NFL career is not looking Tua so hot. Sucks. Let's just go ahead and just call a spade a spade. 
Tua is not an NFL championship. If you could ask a Miami Dolphin fan right now, how much do they miss Ryan Fitzpatrick? <laughs> ask Adam. That's that's the one thing I love about Tua not being great is because I know it hurts Adam's soul because he actually is a huge he's a huge Dolphins fan. The Dolphins oh, really? were his team growing up. So, oh, so he's just, that, oh yeah, okay. so he latched onto the Titans just because you know, that's what he does. But I know it like kills him that Tua is not doing great for the Dolphins. Do you think we've eliminated him as a listener? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, all right. So moving on, I am moving on to 2022. Um, thank you, Florida, for giving us a false sense of hope. But as I pretty much knew, LSU comes back down to earth against Ole Miss. Um, so I. I I told Jared the stat last night, and I'm going to bring it up now on the podcast. I went back, and I looked at – I had a hunch about something. So I went back and pulled all the numbers for Max Johnson's first two drives of every game. So his first two drives of every game, he is 49 of 67, 519 yards and four touchdowns. Pretty good stats. When you put it in perspective, that is 25% of – almost 26% of his passing yards – 20% of his touchdowns and his completion percentage is almost a full 12 points higher. That tells me offense coordinator Jake Keats is really, really good at scripting his first 15 to 20 plays. And then after that, it just falls apart. We can't make adjustments in offense. Our defense, I don't know if we have more than like four plays because it doesn't seem like with wits, we don't do any stunts. We just sit in man coverage and let you run past us. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Yeah, uh, and that's coupled with your injuries too. Right. So we dressed out 55 players for Ole Miss. Oh my Lord. 55 scholarship players dressed out for the Ole Miss game. Um, NFL rosters only have 53 and college rosters have up to 85. So we were literally 30 players short. Um, so that just shows you how, I mean, not to give any excuses to Ed or anybody else, but this team has been wrecked by injuries. Um, shout out to Demon Clark and Neil Farrell. Um, they are still playing really, really hard. Both senior guys, both leaders of the team. Um, so Demon Clark leads the nation in tackles by like nine, and the guy who's nine behind them has played one more game than he has. Um, and Neil Farrell has been like the highest rated defensive lineman like the last like three weeks for pro football focus. Um, so shout out to those guys. I know it can't be easy. Uh, so the next game coming up is obviously Alabama uh, at Tuscaloosa. Saban is going to flat out embarrass Ed on the way out because of what he said at the 2019 game. That's just how Saban is. Um, and Saban's got a lot of kids in Louisiana that he's trying to recruit. Easiest way to recruit them, blow out LSU and say, go to LSU and never beat us. So, I mean, that's can't really argue with him on that. Um, at this point, like I did this past Saturday, I – I'd rather watch coaches that I think we have a shot at and watch their teams play than watch LSU because it's not a well-coached team. Um, kind of looking at the rest of the season, we need to beat ULM and either Arkansas or Texas A&M to get bowl eligible. So, realistically, we need to beat ULM and Arkansas. Not sure if we can. It would be tough to – I guess it would probably be for the best that we don't play a bowl game because then – we don't have to sit through another Ed or John coach game. Um, but it would suck for the seniors to not even get to make a bowl game their last year. And kind of like we alluded to earlier, uh, if there's one thing this past Sunday proved, it is that Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Justice Jefferson deserve all the credit for the 2019 LSU offense. And 
Joe Brady and Edward Trunk get some, but Joe Burrow specifically and Jamar Chase, they deserve the line trade credit. Because those two guys are on another level. Yeah, I mean, and you just see the the difference. I mean, Joe Joe Burrow's already taken the Bengals from laughing stock to are they in first place? They're in first place, not just in their division, in the entire AFC. Well, I know they beat the crap out of the Ravens, who were the odds-on favorite. Uh, they Joe Burrow went into Baltimore and threw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, and Jamar Chase caught 200 yards worth of his passes. Yes. <laughs> it was it was insane to watch. Now, uh, Justin Jefferson, I know he's at Minnesota. You think he's requesting a trade to the Bengals yet? <laughs> So it was funny. They showed a picture of uh, Jamar Chase and Patrick Queen after the game because Patrick Queen plays for the Ravens. Patrick Queen looks so unhappy. Like he looked like he would give anything in the world to be a Bengals player at that moment. <laughs> I mean, I mean that'll that'll happen. Yeah, I mean it's just it's it's. I mean because him and Burrow, I mean they're boys. I mean it just it seemed like it killed his soul to sit there and. I know this will never happen in any way, shape, or form. It's just not possible. But if you could take an entire unit from college to the pro level and just bring all those guys to one team, do you think that that would translate in any way? I think if you took if you took Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and then maybe Terrence Marshall, um, and let them be coached, like let Joe Brady, I guess, call the plays, I think they'd have to be pretty successful. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I mean, just well, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson have proven that they're already top, they're elite wide receivers. If Jamar Chase, if Jamar Chase continues on this pace, LSU will have uh, basically the top three rookie wide receiver seasons of all time. Okay. Jamar, so you, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Odell Beckham. I was going to say, is Odell Beckham the third yep. one? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And Odell's doing pretty decent for the Browns. They are completely beat up. But yeah. Well, either way, I know we we talked about it a bunch last week. Uh, who, who who do you think is – who's your pick to be coach? We'll get to that. Oh, you we'll got it later that. on? Yeah, I got it later on. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Uh, week, week 8 game reviews. Um, let's start with OU versus Kansas. OU oh. uh, barely – Barely squeaks out a win against Kansas. Uh, what was that? You talking about the fourth down play or just the game in general? Well, the game in general, but the fourth down play, I, I do want to get into discussion about that. But just, I, I know this is kind of Oklahoma's mo to play down to their opponents. It's almost like they just come out and sleepwalk up until they have to win the game. What is that? I don't. I, I think it's honestly, I think a lot of it's got to do with the fact that all those Big Twelve games started in. I mean, is that what it is? I mean, I mean but, think about it. You're in Kansas. It's probably like what well, was also cold and rainy. Yeah, it's like 50 degrees. It, you got to get up at like nine o'clock in the morning. You're going to play a Kansas team that hasn't won a game in 50 years. The state, the stadium was empty. Stadium was empty. Kansas pulled an old school move. They opened the gates at halftime and just announced it on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. <laughs> no in, tickets hey, required. Come in and watch this game. If you're and in the, the area, st- yeah. They just opened they it up for free. <laughs> still couldn't fill it, but the more full the stadium got, it's like it as woke up. As soon as they o- did that, that's when they lost the game. Yeah, Pretty it woke much. up Oklahoma. It didn't wake uh, up Kansas. Kansas was already giving it everything they had. <laughs> yeah, they tried. I'll give them that. 
Um, I think it was just, I think it's just, yeah, I think they just slept walk through it. Um, but do you, do you think that puts a damper on Caleb Williams as a, I mean, obviously he can't be a Heisman candidate this year. He hasn't played enough games. But do you think that puts a damper on him, like, as far as what he can do in comparison no, to Spencer Rattler? Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I, I think Spencer Rattler is obviously the number two between the two guys. Did OU, I, play, did OU play last week? Who? Uh, Oklahoma. Play last, like, against yeah. Kansas or the week before? No, no, the week before that. Um, Was that two I, weeks ago that they played Texas? No, they played TCU last week, but two weeks ago they played Texas. Okay. Yeah, well, I was going to say, if he's going from the Texas game, which is, you know, all the spotlight in the world, you come in the middle of the game, your adrenaline's pumping, and you go play a you take off Lawrence, <laughs> Kansas. I mean, I'd be kind of let down, too. Yeah, I also heard an argument that there should automatically be a bye week for Oklahoma and Texas after the Oklahoma-Texas game. And I'm not so sure I don't disagree. I mean, I, well, I don't understand why they can't do what Georgia and Florida and LSU and Alabama do. That's take the bye week before. But yeah, like set it up beforehand. Yeah, I think that and makes more sense. Before or after, it doesn't matter. But right. they have still not taken a bye week, I believe. I think OU has one of the laters, like week nine or week ten, that they finally get one. Wow. Um, yes, yeah, so let's get let's talk about the fourth down play a little bit. Um, yeah. I, if it's not a penalty, I think it's a great play. I'm not I sure mean, if it's a penalty or not, though. I, I don't think it's a penalty. I was just wondering how they hadn't blown the play dead. I mean, I think another split second more, and they would have. It is kind of interesting that they didn't blow the play because I mean, he was stopped and like going back. Yeah, he was um, going backwards I mean, when he took the ball from him, but they didn't blow their whistle. That's a ref mistake. You can't really. You can't yeah, on Oklahoma. And, and and here's the thing: like he had, I mean, this happened in the Georgia Auburn game. Tank Bigsby ran right up the middle and got stuffed, and they didn't blow the play dead. They gave it like an extra second, and he broke out wide and scored. I mean, there's a lot of plays that happen like that when you let the whistle go just oh, a little sure. bit longer. So I don't know that it's a rough these days too. Is they're taught to let the play go longer, like they're taught to eat the whistle basically and let it go until it's for sure dead. Now you can make you can make the argument that it was pretty much dead, but obviously it wasn't because Caleb Williams stole the ball and got a first down. Yeah, and I and I would say that I don't know. I feel like on the majority of plays, I've seen refs in general blow that play dead before he had a chance to do that but they didn't blow the whistle and he took it and he scored so i guess the difference is because it was like one or two guys tackling him it wasn't like five guys tackling him you know well i guess for instance there was this like a similar play that happened against uh georgia and kentucky zamir white got hit in the backfield zamir white's still fighting but the guys got him around the ankle he's not going anywhere and they blew the play dead um and it definitely would have been a very similar situation to that. It's just those refs didn't blow it dead. So, I mean, it's just the result of the play. And what a heads-up play by Caleb Williams. I mean, the dude is a baller. There's no doubt about it. Right. Because he, I mean, if they don't get that fourth down right there, <laughs> what do you think happens? You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> they may still win it, but it may end up being like a just – Hail Mary at the end of the game or some mess. Yeah. All right. Uh, Wake Forest versus Army. I didn't watch any of this game, um, but they were scoring touchdowns. 70 to 56. They were putting up points at West Point. Yeah, there was a ton of points scored. 
I think all the teams that played the military institutions really struggled. Seeing as I, don't, I, I have a don't, point about that as well later. All three of them run the... Uh, they all run triple option. Triple option. And I just don't think any team's set up to defend that anymore. It's just... It's, it's so hard to... Like, that's such a different type of team to game plan for than what you usually game plan for. Well, a perfect example... It's not the triple option, but they ran a form of it, Florida against Bama, and Bama couldn't do anything with it against Florida. Yeah. Uh, uh, if they had done that the whole game, Florida I, may have won. I think Georgia Southern runs a similar like uh, they triple do. option out of the shotgun. They do. They, they, yeah. they run it out of the pistol. Okay, yeah. Which is what I run in NCAA 14, where it's pretty good for me, too. Yeah. Yeah, um, triple option out of the pistol is pretty hard to stop. Yeah, it is, especially if you got good running backs. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole thing. If you've got the right personnel to run it, <laughs> Dude, the triple option is so hard to I mean, stop. the service academies, I think at the end of the day, they run those offenses out of necessity because they're, they can't, like, their offensive linemen can't be 330 pounds. Well, right. You can't have giant men like that. Also, you got to think of who they're able to actually recruit. It's service men and women. You're probably most saying. likely not going to get a prolific well, quarterback for, I mean, out of that. Well, for the Air Force, if you weigh over a certain amount, like, you can't fly. Or if you're too tall, you can't fly. Well, that's you true. You within a very specific, like, height, weight requirement be able to fly yeah um, i mean army i mean you still got to pass your fitness test so you can't balloon up to 300 i mean unfortunately guys like jordan davis couldn't play for army and navy and air force nope he could not no well none of nobody on the georgia offensive line nobody on the defensive <laughs> or offensive lines so from they, lsu they or run, bama yeah they run those uh well bj ojalari probably he's pretty small oh uh yeah but that's like that's why they run triple options because those are the kind of players that forget yeah but point being, all the teams that played them struggled. They scored right. a ton of points. I mean, Wake Forest, dude, scored 70 points. 70 points. I mean, they gave up 56, but they scored <laughs> 70. Well, if you That's told someone, game, yeah, yeah, it is. It is a college basketball game. Yeah. If someone said that, hey, that was a ex- uh, college basketball exhibition game, uh, I'd be like, okay, that sounds legit. <laughs> <laughs> Psych, it was a football game. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Wisconsin versus per- Purdue. I almost said Purdue. Uh, per- Purdue. That's my job. Yeah. Uh, Purdue finally gets ranked, and they lose to Wisconsin. Uh, is Wisconsin back? Uh-uh. No. No, <laughs> Purdue so? is no Purdue is just doing I'll you, I'll give you a little teaser. I'm picking them over Iowa this week. You're picking Wisconsin over yeah. Iowa? I'm back, dude. I'm back on the Wisconsin train. <sighs> I don't know. Both teams suffer from I got no offense. Both teams suffer from my quarterback sucks. Yeah, yeah. They got no offense, and their defenses are pretty dang good. I mean, I think even as bad as Wisconsin is doing, they th- they have the second-best defense in the country. Yeah, I think so. It's it's unreal. Uh, Clemson versus Pitt. Dude, it's Pitt's year. Dude, okay. Hey, dude, you want to know who you want to know who my pick for Heisman is? Can you pick it? Hey, you want to know something interesting? Huge momentum is being put behind draft Kenny Kenny Pickett to the Falcons. Which Dude, I'm I, all for it. I, I like it. I like it. I don't like him to like start year one, but if he got a year or two under Matt Ryan before Matt Ryan retired, I think that would be perfect. Dude. Kenny like, Pickett in Hotlanta, I'm all about it. I would love that. He he looks the part. He is a one man show for Pitt. I mean, they got a pretty good team all around, but that guy's a playmaker. Oh, Kenny! And, oh, Kenny! Two gloves. Yeah, I mean, even as beat up as Clemson's defense was, he had his way with their defense. Because, um, I mean, they're still good. They're still good on defense. What Clemson's problem is, is they can barely score 20 points. 
if, like if, what if they score twenty points? Dude, That's what like, has yeah. happened to their offense? I mean, they benched DJ Uyunglele. Oh yeah, that I forgot game. about that. Another another high profile quarterback with big NLI deals on the pine. Yep. Rattler and DJ both got benched. Both have huge NIL deals before the season starts. Yeah, we just need, D- we DJ just need is, uh, Bryce Young to shit the bed and we're set. <laughs> the trifecta is complete. Yep. But DJ has a deal with Dr. Pepper, who is the sponsor, sponsor of the college football playoffs. <laughs> and this dude ain't even Well, and the, I guess in the good news is he has plenty of time to film commercials because they're not making the playoffs. No. And, and here's the thing. I think the dude is superbly talented. He's got a strong arm. I don't know what has happened in their offensive scheming. Did they did they change coordinators on the offensive side yeah, of the ball? It's the same guy. What the hell? It's the same guy from last year. Is it just because they lost so much talent at Dude, wide receiver? I, just, I don't think there's an explanation for it. Dude. I really I, don't. But I mean, the thing off- is, if next year's rankings come out and Clemson is number three, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. The thing that baffles me the most is, uh, yeah, Travis Etienne left. They lost some wide receivers. Justin Ross is there. The same exact offensive line is there. The same tight end. All the running backs minus ETN are there. And they are far worse. But we, we've talked about this previously. Name a running back or a wide receiver that's not Justin Ross. You can't say the Shipley guy because he's hurt. Uh, no, he's back playing. Okay. Did he get hurt again? I don't know. What, I, he played? I watched zero he, He's a five. He's game. a five-star freshman who is having zero impact. Their offensive line, I, I, I don't know if one of them like said a, something about the other's mama or what, but that unit no longer plays as a unit. Uh, like, they are terrible. But I think that's their, I think that's part of it. I think they just don't have any wide receivers. Because they're, so from what I understand, I haven't actually fact-checked this or not, Dabo refuses to get anyone out of the transport portal. Yeah, so between not taking a full 25 every year and then losing all your players, like losing players to the transfer portal, I just don't think they have, like, they just don't have depth like they did three or four years ago. It's finally caught up to them, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, um, one, one interesting thing that happened in the pit game is a defensive coordinator called in a package and the middle linebacker, Skolinski, uh, Skolinski, is that it? Skolinski. He absolutely lost his mind. He's a coach on the field at this point. Well, he's also good for a targeting call like every three games. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, the dude's smart. He knows how to play linebacker. And he is over there absolutely chewing out his coach. The coaches are are having to be held accountable by the players, and that is a wild thing to say. (laughs) Well, it's also probably taking the fact that that dude looks like he most certainly takes roids. Well, not just not from the way he's built, just the way he acts. He is a violent individual. <laughs> he he looks like little Brian Cushing out there with just his how crazy he goes. Yeah, well, that's fair. So that's my hot take <laughs> for this week. Yeah, James Kulinski's on steroids. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma State versus Iowa State. I called it. I, I I had this as a I penciled this one in as an Iowa State win, and I was right. Yep, I, I picked Oklahoma State one too many weeks in a row after Thank not you. picking them at all, and they finally got me. They well, Iowa they just, State. Iowa State even, is the most dangerous team when no one's talking about Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa State stunk out the gate and then has been nothing but pretty, pretty darn good. You since. say they stunk, but their two losses are to Iowa, which now the jury's out on that one. Um, but then Baylor, I mean, Baylor's proven to be a pretty good team. 
Yeah, but it's just the way they played those games. I was like, well, they obviously have fallen off a cliff. But yeah, you're right. They they are sneaky good. Yep. It's unfortunate they lost both of those games. Otherwise, they would be right there in the playoff picture. No doubt. Um, Oregon versus UCLA. Uh, Oregon squeaks out a win. I didn't watch much of this one. The, the or I didn't watch any teams, of this one. The same two teams played each other, and one of them won. <laughs> uh, what did you think? Of, did you see Oregon's unis? Yeah. What was that? It was uh, that- it's supposed to be a duck egg. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was, I, exp- I was explaining to my wife that every single week, yeah. Oregon wears a different uniform. Yeah, no doubt. I thought they looked pretty cool. I, I, I thought they were. I didn't realize it was supposed to be a duck egg, though. I thought yeah, it was no, like no, no. Signatures. When I first saw a picture of it, I was like, why are they dressed like cookies and cream? Um, I thought they were signatures, like former players' signatures all over the uniform uh, or something. Okay, well, I, I, couldn't te- I couldn't tell little, what it was. takes a little out there. Um, but, yeah, it's supposed to be a duck egg. Um, Oregon wins. That's all we got. Oh, yeah, yeah. My take's out there, but a duck egg, that's acceptable. They're the ducks, Jared. <laughs> They're not the duck eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Tennessee versus Bama. Uh, Tennessee, they had fight, but they just couldn't finish. Um, yeah. Bama's defense, not great. Um, but, but somehow they shut down Ole Miss. Uh, still doesn't make yeah, I, I think they jumped OU for virtue of they, they kind of blew out Tennessee, but they didn't look good for most of that game. I mean, I say that. Tennessee is just, I think they're better than people thought. But they're not they are not going to be able to hang with a team like Bama for four quarters, obviously. Right. Uh, Miami versus NC State. Once again, watching none of this game. Um, Miami yeah. gets rid of their quarterback and beats a ranked team. So, good job, Andy Diaz. Yeah, and I also think the ACC continues destroying themselves. Uh, only Wake. Only yeah, <laughs> only, do they even have a ranked team right now? Wake Forest. Oh, oh my Pitt, God, I yeah, believe. Oh yeah, Wake Forest Pitt. Yeah, Wake Forest. Man, Pitt. that's gonna be a wild ACC championship. But Wake Forest versus Pitt. So unfortunate that Pitt lost to what, like Western Michigan or something. Like I that. actually looked at it earlier today too. Um, they lost to Western Michigan, forty-four to forty-one. That's unfortunate because Pitt looks really good. Yep. Now, not that game, but now. So Wake Forest and Pitt, that's going to be a fun ACC championship. Did you ever think that you They don't play say, each other in the regular season, so yeah, that is legit, the ACC championship most likely. I mean, but did you ever think that you would say such a thing? It's like the ACC championship this year is... It's Wake Forest versus <laughs> Pitt. Undefeated Wake Forest versus one lost Pitt. Yeah. Which I don't yep. think... I don't think Wake Forest is going undefeated. Um we Do you think either of them have a chance to make it into the college football playoff? At, uh, at the, I mean, if, if the yes. thing, if everything <laughs> maintains its way, I mean, basically you'd have to say we're bumping Cincy. If I think the way everything goes, probably. I mean, Wake Forest, if they're undefeated, they got the best shot. I think that's the biggest threat to Cincinnati is an undefeated Wake Forest. I think they get in. I think Cincinnati still gets in over a one-loss pit. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I think since I think at the end of the day, the college football selection committee, the playoff committee, is going to reward Cincinnati for being undefeated um, against pretty much everyone, but maybe Oregon, Alabama, and Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, because I, I it's not like I, it's I not like you know it's not like Pitt lost to an Oregon or lost to a Texas A&M. They lost to Western Michigan. That's so true. <laughs> I mean, sorry. But That's it's unfortunate. True. Yeah. Uh, USC versus Notre Dame. 
I ain't watching any of this one either. Notre Dame wins. That's all I got. Does Notre Dame figure out a way to make itself a playoff no. contender? No. Even with just the one loss nope. to Cincy? Nope. Nope. You think they're done for? Nope. I mean, to me, the two biggest underperformers of college football playoff history are Notre Dame and Oklahoma. So No, you can't say that when Michigan State got blown out in their one game. But that's one game. I feel like these two teams make it almost every year and then consistently go home immediately. <sighs> but Neither Michigan one State, of them. it derailed their entire program. At least you, at least Notre Dame and Ohio, I mean Oklahoma, are still getting in there. Yeah, but of course, then again, Michigan State—they're back now, so who knows? Well, we'll see how back they play. They play undefeated Michigan. Michigan State. I don't think that game's going to go too well for them. Uh, And then Penn State versus Illinois—we talked about this one a lot earlier. Um, Crazy, crazy ending. So I actually looked at Illinois. So they beat Nebraska. They beat Penn State. And they have beaten. Hold on, I'm pulling it back up. Uh, Charlotte. <laughs> they have lost to UTSA. Okay. And Maryland and Virginia and Purdue and Wisconsin. This is that's that's college football in a nutshell. Just what that's you 2021, baby. It's just like oh, you. <laughs> You lost. Don't look now, but UTSA, uh, UTSA Roadrunners—they're undefeated, man. Meet me. Yeah, but I mean, they're still ranked what 20? 20, like 24. Yeah, their schedule's never going to allow them to get up there. Hey, dude, meet me. <laughs> <laughs> meet me. Uh, all right, so overachievers, underachievers for Week Eight. Uh, from overachievers, I have Iowa State once again. Nobody's talking about Iowa State. That's when they're the best. Uh, Miami—they make a change quarterback. They beat a ranked team. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke might be the guy. Manny Diaz might be a good coach. They're all mites. Uh, and then all three service academies, like we talked about earlier, all three service academies had uh, games against ranked teams, I think, and they all showed up. I mean, they didn't win any of them, but they played great in all of them. So shout out to the uh, – thank you for your service, and shout out to the service academies. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Underachievers, Oklahoma State, like I said, Mike Gundy gets an extension and immediately goes and loses. Just the most Mike Gundy thing of all time. And Purdue <laughs> – Finally, find your way into the top 25s for the first time since like Drew Brees was there. You immediately lose. So, yes. good job for you. And then immediately exit stage left. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. So, that brings me to my overachievers, which uh, I've got Kansas. Uh, I mean, they probably best game they're going to play all year. Uh, closest, they're probably also going to come to winning the rest of their games. <laughs> they might get another one. Uh, Wake Forest, just for the simple fact that they put up 70 points. Uh, I feel like that was probably just like one of their best games offensively, but not so much on the defensive side. And then Illinois. Got to give them props for beating Penn State. Uh, They think they played pretty well to do that. So with that, the underachievers, I've got Penn State, who lost to Illinois in nine overtimes. Their season is officially over. Uh, Oklahoma, who keeps finding ways to win as ugly as possible. And then one that happened way back, what, last Thursday or Friday? Uh, Coastal Carolina lost to App State, and they are out of the top 25. It, well, nope, nope, no, they're, they're 17. Because that, that one guy. 17 because that one guy. Ranked them 10. But, yeah, that's my overs and unders for this week. Uh so unless you've got anything, I'm just going to go right into my hot takes. Let's go to the hot takes. They're back, baby. They're back. Uh, they're still bullshit, but they're back. Okay. I, I don't know. I feel pretty good about mine. I, I feel 
I don't know. I don't feel bad about mine. I believe what I believe, but that hasn't really meant much this year. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, I am completely convinced uh, that Oklahoma is going to get exposed and they're going to lose a game soon. And then they're not the fourth best team in college football right now. They might figure it out, but I feel like I've been saying that a long time and I've been hating on them all season and they just keep giving me ammo to not like them. I mean, they just keep winning ugly. Um, I think the chaos in the Big Ten is starting this week, this weekend. Uh, the Big Ten is going to start to destroy itself, uh, starting Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, Ohio State plays Penn State. Iowa plays Iowa plays somebody. Wisconsin. Wisconsin, uh, which Wisconsin is favored in. Um, so that that's really my two hot takes. The other one's just kind of a it's just my view on it. I think Ohio State, Michigan, Ole Miss, and Michigan State are all better than Oklahoma, but Oklahoma's undefeated. Why do you keep erasing my doubt for Michigan State? Because that's your doubt, not my doubt. I doubt Michigan State's better than Oklahoma. I uh, don't believe that. Michigan okay. State can run the ball very well. Oklahoma? Michigan State? They didn't run that great against whoever they almost lost to you. Well, yeah, they didn't. They had a game where they got shut down. But Oklahoma is terrible. Terrible at the run. So... That's why I think Michigan State would actually be a poor matchup. Yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> well, so is your doubt. <laughs> All right. It's my hot take. Give me your hot take. I think, to, to go off of your point, I think the Big 12 finish is going to be way more exciting than the Big 10 finish. I mean, I could see that. So, the top four teams are Oklahoma at 5-0. and well, This is just conference records. Baylor's 3-1. and Oklahoma State's 3-1. and Iowa State's 3-1. and Iowa State lost to Baylor, and Iowa State beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State beat Baylor. All three of those teams still get a shot at Oklahoma. Mm. Um, in Texas, I mean, they're still hanging out there, two and two in conference play. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a race to the finish. For and I think Oklahoma and Baylor play each other at the end of the year. Uh, um, no, they got Texas Tech. Okay, so yeah, so o, OU finishes at Baylor versus uh, Iowa State. At Oklahoma State. Yeah. That is so, great. yeah, they've got. I think it's going to, I think the Big 12 finish is going to be very exciting. Because I think, tell yeah. me what's more likely Oklahoma losing to one of those three teams or Ohio State coming out and just bomb rushing the rest of the Big 10. Mm. Ooh. I, I think Oklahoma's going to lose one of these games. I think they lose to Iowa State. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you think, I mean, like, yeah, the Big Ten's getting started, but Ohio State still hasn't played any of those, like, teams that are hanging around. So, I mean, they can oh, yeah. yeah they can well, on all of them, and then it's, it's not as exciting as everybody thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's possible. But I do think all the, you know, Big Ten rankings, as far as how high they are, that's all going to go away very soon. Right. Uh, maybe Ohio State's the only one that survives. But, I mean, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and Iowa are all on their way out. Yeah, Penn no State's doubt. already. All right, so my second hot take, I'm going on the record on October 25th, 2021. The next head coach at Louisiana State University is going to be Lincoln Riley. That is a bold, bold hot take, but I like it. From what I have heard, they have a contract offer that they have given to Lincoln Riley for anywhere from 10 to $12 million a year, and he has to a certain date to accept it or decline it. 
what what a spurn that would be for Oklahoma, considering that they just declared that they are leaving the Big 12 for the SEC and to have their old ball coach go to LSU anyway. I'm just saying. That would be fantastic. I don't know who the second target is. Uh, everybody at this point is fairly certain that Lincoln Riley is our top target. Um, so, I don't know. Woodward swinging for the fences. It's got to be, I don't care how much you love the school you're coaching at now, unless you're Nick Saban, 10 to $12 million is a lot of money to turn down. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that's like, that's FU money. That's life-changing, family life. I mean, unless that kid herself, he's already making like six or seven million a year now. It's not like he's not already getting life-changing money. Ah, uh, that's fair. But he's probably getting like a Jimbo contract where it's like 10 years, fully guaranteed. But, I mean, is it worth it long-term? Because, I mean... He is going if Lincoln to Riley be, doesn't really want to go to the NFL, I think it makes 100% sense. Well, I mean, I think I've heard the argument stated that the LSU job is better than a handful of NFL jobs. I mean, uh, it, it probably I, is. I mean, it's definitely better than Jacksonville. Well, <laughs> I mean, Urban, keep your fingers in your pockets. <laughs> uh, and lastly, we're going to keep letting it ride. Uh, two more ranked teams are going to lose to unranked teams this weekend. There's not a ton versus turn ton of unranked versus ranked matchups, but hasn't let us down yet. So we're going to keep it rolling. Yeah, and I think you are not going to be wrong. I mean, two ranked teams are going to lose for sure. Well, this this is strictly ranked unranked. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying, uh, two ranked teams are for sure three. going to. Is it three? Yeah, Ohio State, Penn State, Auburn, Ole Miss, uh, Michigan, Michigan State. Okay, so three ranked teams are definitely going to lose. And then, I yeah, I like the call. Two more ranked teams losing to unranked. That's for sure going to happen. I just hope Georgia's not one of them. Yeah, that would be that'd be a heartbreaker. You want to um, see my day ruined real fast? Oh boy. We'd have to stick out an extra thirty minutes on the you, you, you wouldn't hear, podcast. You wouldn't even hear an hour. You would hear an hour of no jolly <laughs> chuckles out of this young man. All right, uh, <laughs> all right. Pick'em games: uh, Michigan versus Michigan State. I went with Michigan. I feel like you probably did as well. I did pick Michigan. Um, Michigan is just honestly just a, a slightly better version of Michigan State. Yeah, they are very much the same team, but I think Michigan can throw the ball. Uh, also, Michigan's defense is a lot better than Michigan's Yeah, Aiden defense. Hutchinson, that dude is a beast. <laughs> yeah, he's scary good. Um, all right, Texas versus Baylor. I've got Baylor. I've got Baylor as well. Uh, Iowa versus Wisconsin. I already told you earlier, I'm rolling with the badges. Yeah, and I'm going to stick with Iowa. I'm not confident in this pick and may change it, but I'm, I'm, I'm going Iowa right now. Um, Georgia versus Florida. We're both going Georgia. Uh, Ole Miss versus Auburn. I'm going Ole Miss. I'm actually going to go with Auburn on this one. Really? Um, you think Lane's distracted about possibly coming to LSU? Well, I'll tell you this much. I am going to make my pick on this game tomorrow. Supposedly, we have heard that there are a potential uh, yeah. of nine suspended players right. coming to Auburn and as many as 15 or 16. So, apparently, Harson is going to address the media tomorrow about this. Uh, so don't really know anything about what it is, but if that is in fact the case and they're going to lose a drove of players, then I'm flipping to Ole Miss. Uh, I'm on Ole Miss regardless. Um, okay. <laughs> Kentucky versus Mr. State. I'm on Kentucky. 
I'm picking Kentucky too. It, honestly, I wouldn't be super shocked if Mississippi State finds a way to win this game. Mike Leach I, always wins one of these types of games. Yeah, but I am very surprised that it's only a one point. It's a pick 'em game. It's 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 a one. Yeah, point. it really is. It, yeah. Um, Not in the sense that it's on pick 'em, but in the sense that it's right, just right, a right, one right, point right. favorite to Kentucky, and I just don't get it. I don't get it either. Um, SMU versus Houston. I'm going to go with SMU because I really want unbeaten SMU versus unbeaten Cincy. I'm in the same boat, but I wouldn't be surprised if Houston ends up beating them for some weird They're 6-1, and one, but I I mean, I don't know who they play. I, I um, think it'll actually be a fun game to watch. It should be a fun game. Um, Penn State versus uh, Ohio State. Ohio State is uh, yeah. just going to roll them. I think Ohio State's going to cover, too. I think they're going to drop bombs on them. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, but it would be good to see if Ohio State's legit or if Ohio State's just been playing nobodies. Yeah, we'll find out real quick. Uh, Virginia versus BYU. I'm going with Virginia. Oh, me too. I actually. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I'm I'm done being burned by BYU. <laughs> I expect fully expect this to be one of the. Now I feel less confident about my pick. It's ranked versus unranked. I just feel like BYU has... Just, I get it, man. You want to be on the right side of one of these every once in a while? I feel you, bro. <laughs> BYU leaves the top 25 this week. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and then uh, last one is 9.30 kickoff. Oof. Oh, well, the BYU game is a 9.15 kickoff. <laughs> uh, Fresno State versus San Diego State. I'm going to roll with Fresno State. I have picked Fresno State as well. Do you... Uh, trivia question: Who is the head coach of San Diego State? No idea. Brady Hoke. Really? Yeah, I did not know that until like two weeks ago, and I forgot to bring it up on the podcast. Uh, yeah, Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke is the head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. Wasn't he a quarterback for? Um... He was the head coach at Michigan. Oh, before Harbaugh. Oh my God, he was! Holy crap! Yeah. Wow. Man. That, that talk, seems... Talk about a blast from the past, huh? Dude, yeah. I completely forgot because he was after Rich Rod, right? Yep. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, uh, I'm glad to see he's still coaching. <laughs> hey, undefeated. Uh, yeah. Non-picking games for this week, Miami versus Pitt. Uh, I'm a roll with Pitt because Pitt's year, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Miami wins this game. I'm smashing Pitt. I don't like Miami. I think they're fool's gold. <laughs> uh, Florida State versus Clemson. If there was Florida ever State. a chance, I'm picking Florida State. Dude, I, I, how has Florida State done like the last four weeks? Better than Clemson. <laughs> I mean, LSU's done better than Clemson the last four weeks. Well, I know there is a lot of talk around Florida, University of Florida, and they are suddenly worried that they could lose to Florida State at the end of the year. I mean, dude, they lost to LSU. They should be worried about losing to everyone. Yeah, uh, they dude, they're riding a three-game winning streak. Yeah, I, I, I'm picking Florida State because I feel like Clemson is just—they're kind of in free-fall mode right now, and I don't know what they're going to do because they can't score. I mean, Florida's defense is pretty terrible, but I don't think it's going to matter. That's true. Um, UNC versus Notre Dame. I'm going to go UNC. Oh, I don't think Notre Dame can keep up if UNC starts scoring. I, I agree. Like it, it depends on what version of Sam Howell we get, but if he's throwing, if he's throwing, and scoring, it's pretty points, much the it, same version every week. It just depends on how many times he throws it to the other team. Yeah, and he's and going to Dame, he's letting it rip. 
And Notre Dame does have that safety who is just he's out. He's not, he's not going to be playing this week. Oh, he's out. I'm okay, sure, well I'm then, pretty sure he's not playing. Well, then I'm going to have to go with UNC as well. Um, I felt like I that was don't. Uh, I want to say I saw that he's not going to play. Yep, no, Kyle Hamilton to miss matchup against North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina it is. Then Notre Dame's going to catch their second L. Not that um, one guy can make a huge difference, but he's kind of the leader of that defense. He is. Uh, Purdue versus Nebraska. Ooh. I'm going to pick Nebraska, but I don't you know. You know what, dude? Give me Purdue. I think they're going to ride the ship. You think so? They're going to get the train back on the tracks. Scott Frost is just not sure if he wants to be fired or not, so I think dude, he's going to win dude. it. Nebraska, they just don't make sense. <laughs> No, they don't. Doesn't so make any sense. Uh, Iowa State versus West Virginia. Uh, you think Iowa State has a letdown? No, I think Iowa State's going to win it. I, I personally think this West Virginia line. I think it's too low because West Virginia to me is just not very good. Uh, dude, They've had their you moments. Say that, yeah, they have their moments. That's, one, that's kind of the issue. I think they're usually at home. I, again, I, I'm picking Iowa State right now. I'm going to turn that TV on Saturday and see them getting absolutely clubbed to death by West Virginia. I'll just be like, God dang it. (laughs) Um, And that is it for the non-football or the football section of the show. Sorry. Yep. yep, Uh, So we're going random topic time. uh, Halloween theme because Halloween is this weekend. Um, So what is your favorite scary movie? Baba Duke. Don't know what that is. Never heard of it. Really? Yeah. It's actually an Australian scary movie, and I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. What? A, if if you what hey, a no, don't knock it. You should watch it. It is a creep. It is one of the creepier movies I've ever seen. It's a really good scary movie because you can't tell you can't tell a lot of what's going on, and that's what makes it so scary. That's all I'm going to tell you because I don't want to ruin it. I don't what's care. Your, but what, I, I, let me go ahead and tell you something. Being scared is not a form of entertainment that I seek out. Uh, so I, scary movies don't do. Oh, okay. Well, you're never gonna see it, so you don't you don't know if there's actually a monster or if the woman's insane. Okay, that's what uh, makes it scary. Uh, the only really scary movies I used to watch are when USA used to do scary movies during the month of October. <laughs> yeah. And my favorite one was The Faculty. Oh my god, that was a good movie. Isn't that the one where they're all aliens or vampires? Yeah, something. They're aliens. Aliens. Um, yeah. God, that's a throwback. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my favorite scary movie. I think um, one, I think a close second for me would have to be um, oh, uh, Hellraiser, the Hellraiser movies, or um, Event Horizon. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Event Horizon is an excellent. It's an excellent sci-fi horror film, and that's my hot take on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, top three Halloween candies. Are, are we talking Halloween specific candies or just anything you get? Like on Halloween? if you got these in your bag on Halloween night when you were a kid, mission uh, successful. Uh, I'm gonna say Reese's peanut butter cups, blow pops, and uh, I was always I was always a huge fan of those caramels, those like caramel cubes. Okay, I, I love. Uh, that. The you saying blow pops brings me back to a great looking Weberly line. Um, we were at the homecoming game after we graduated high school, like our freshman year of college. Logan goes up to a girl that we went to high school with and says, Hey, Samantha, 
you guys aren't lollipops, could you please stop sucking on all of them? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, he yelled this. And we went to a Baptist school. Um, I, I don't know why I made me think of that. Uh, okay. Thanks, Frank. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so I'm going to re- – I, 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 I love a good Reese's peanut butter cup, but I'm a huge fan of actually Reese's Pieces. Um, okay. So we give Reese's Pieces. Uh, Snickers. And I guess a Kit Kat. You can't go wrong with any of this. Yeah, I prefer chocolate over like fruity stuff. So I'm the same way. I'm a chocolate dude all the way. Uh, What was your best ever Halloween costume? Um, It's got to be a tie. One year I went as a ninja, and then one year I went as Pecos Bill. And the Pecos Bill outfit was on point. I went to Daniel Boone one year, and my mom made me a musket. That was also a solid year. So yeah, it's got to be between. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna say the the, the ninja costume was my okay. favorite one. Okay, uh, I've got two as well. Um, so when I was a freshman in college, I joined. I was in a fraternity, and in fraternity, they pick your Halloween costume for you as a freshman. Um, they, I got to be uh, Officer Rod Farva. <laughs> so I just got to go around the whole night, just like talking to people and putting bars of soaps in their drink. Um, I had, I had, a, had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun that night. And then uh, second would be uh, when I went to the, big, uh, the dude from the Big Lebowski. Ah, that's an excellent one. You know, I got to wear a robe all night and drink white Russians. It was pretty tight. Yeah, that sounds like it's awesome. I'm going to be – I've been a pretty lame adult. I, uh, I, don't, I can't even tell you the last time I dressed up for Halloween. Actually, yeah, I can. It was like 2009. I can tell you last time I dressed up for Halloween because it was two days ago. <laughs> I dressed up in 2009 with a gas mask and gave out candy in front of uh, my girlfriend's house at the time. That and no one would come. Uh, well, no, no one would come to our our house because they were actually terrified of me because it was yeah. like one of those Russian-made gas masks. Oh, nice. And I put like one of those voice synthesizers in it, so when I talked, I just had the creepiest voice. So. Eventually, the kids stopped coming. Nope. <laughs> I considered uh, it a small victory. We uh, we went as Loki and the girl from Loki uh, for Halloween this weekend. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, which ranked team has the scariest game day matchup that could ruin their entire season? Well, uh, my first thought, and it doesn't necessarily have to be this weekend, but I was looking strictly at this weekend when I thought of this. Um, I think it's got to be either Michigan or Michigan State because one of them has to win that game. Yeah, somebody has to lose. And the loser of that game is effectively out of everything. Uh, I wouldn't go that far because you can still win out. I don't know. That's, well, that's why I said effectively. I mean, it <laughs> could happen where everybody ends up losing anyway and it didn't matter. But as of right now, to me... Michigan, Michigan State looks like a scary game for both of those teams just because of what it means to win, what it means to lose. So, do you mean this in the sense of like the absolute horror of losing the game, or like scariest as in like a lot of stakes? Uh, I think I took it of like what's at stake. It could be also like you're just like this tiny football team, like Charlotte versus. Uh, you know, okay, Alabama. well, I know my answer. Uh, <laughs> if somehow uh, LSU upsets Alabama. Because watching the collective meltdown of the Alabama fan base would be a sight to behold. 
Well, then Georgia losing to Florida would be my personal nightmare. That's, that's okay. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, this weekend, outside of Georgia, Florida, I don't know. I think Clemson losing to Florida State. I think that would really what, like what is that would what send is, that would send their season into an absolute tailspin. Not that it's not already heading in that direction. But, but, yeah, I mean, what what do you do with Dabo at that point? I mean, yeah. I know they've got him under contract. He's really not going to It's another fire, fire your coordinator that sucks and get him next year. But you've got to fire the offensive coordinator. You can't let Brent, Venable, Brent Venables go anywhere. But Brent Venables, probably, I, from what I understand, he's never gone anywhere anyway. So. That's what I've heard. Like, he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to be a head coach. His kids are there. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and this, I think we – I know my answer on this last one. I think you might have the same answer. Who is the scariest player in the history of college football? Um, to me, it was a tie between Ndamukong Sue and Ray Lewis. Okay, I went different than what you did. Okay. So I went, went like actual scariest looking. Oh, scariest looking? So you went with Oakman? I went with Sean Oakman. Sean Oakman is definitely the scariest looking player ever. <laughs> 6'9", uh, 280, no fat on him. Yeah. Uh, Derek Henry would be a close second. Yeah. Yeah. If we had to pick one offensive player, one defensive player, I think I would go with Adamican Sue for the defense and then Derek Henry for the offense. Adamican Sue is an underrated one because he's got the face of someone who will just flat out kill you. Yeah. And also, just like how fast he is for how big he is. Yeah. I mean, DK Metcalf, other underrated choice. Yeah. But I, I don't know why. I'm just never terrified of anyone with blue hair and a binky for a fucking mouthpiece. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, dude is a freak athlete. Um, I, I'm trying to think. Like, Steve Atwater um, would have been terrifying as well. Just that dude, I've never seen anybody that small hit that hard. Um, that's a way. That's a long time ago. Orange he Taylor. Yeah, Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor's another one I would have been terrified to go against in college. Coming across the middle, I don't know. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, Sean Taylor, in your career. Good out, dude. All right, so that's pretty much it for this week's the podcast. Um, LSU's off this weekend, so I'm going to sit back and enjoy college football. Yep. Continue your scouting for your future head coach. Uh, can't wait to watch Oklahoma play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I am going to hopefully be enjoying some Braves wins and a Georgia beatdown of the Gators. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Or, or it's Halloween. All of that could go the other way, and I really don't even want to entertain that thought. I've been there too many times. <laughs> Positive <laughs> thoughts. Positive yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nothing but positivity coming out from over here. <laughs> Uh, Adam Short, and go Tigers. All right, go dogs. We'll see you next week. Later. Happy Halloween.